Cindy. Yes. It's great to see you. It's, it's been great to see you. It's the first time I've ever wanted to really hug you. It's just been so long. Since I'm, I've seen I'm you. not into the whole hugging thing, so I'm so I'm good. Well, I've missed you, and I've missed doing this with you, and I'm and I'm excited to be back. Me too. It's been since it's been since March since we had an episode. Has it been that long? It, it is. Of course, it's been March. That's We've, when the world shut down, right? Yeah, that's when the world shut down. That's right. So we're off of um, we're off of insects now. I've had a long hard time to think about. It. We're off of insects, but. Uh, I think we've got a, a pretty cool one today. By the way, for those of you who don't know, my name is uh, Jeff Gilman, and I'm here today with uh, Cindy Proctor, and we are uh, the hosts of The Plants the, We Eat. That's right, The Plants We Eat, and today we're going to be talking about, we're going to start with tamarind. And, and, that, and tamarind's a cool-looking tree. I yes. love the way it looks. Isn't that an amazing, uh, 40 to 60 feet? Yeah, um, huge. For, for, some of you may not even have any idea what tamarind is. So let's start. Okay. Um, you look at a tamarind, I'm going to call it a fruit, uh, but really it's a bean. This is a legume. And when you look at one of these, I, I, I think, um, have you seen those peanuts that have like four and five seeds inside the shell? And that's what it looks like, but I, it's huge. It's huge. It's, it's definitely an oversized um, peanut yeah. for, for sure. Um, but like a peanut, it's a legume, so it's good for the soil, which means it, it helps get nitrogen into the soil. So it's a good plant to, to plant. But it's weedy. Uh, it, yes, I was. I was. <laughs> most legumes that, are, by the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Most most legumes are um, very interesting uh, food. It, it's used for. Well, you know, let's let's, let's talk about um, how you actually eat. This. I know. I'm most curious. Don't, I don't know. You are higher on the learning curve on this one. Okay, so I have a box of of fresh tamarind here. Say fresh. I'm sure they're at least a few weeks old, but. <laughs> um, they've been kept refrigerated, so it's all good. Uh, you peel off the outside, same way you'd shell a peanut. So if you want to, we can we can do it yeah. now. It's very so sticky in the inside. It is. It's like a fig sticky. All right, so peel off that outside. And by the way, we are joined today by Tim. Uh, Tim's our sound tech. Tim, great to have you. Great to be here. And uh, would you mind, uh, you've, you've got one of these tamarinds too, right? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Take off that outside. And don't eat the sh don't eat the seeds. Don't eat the seed. Now watch what I'm doing here. See, it's got all these veins on the outside, or I shouldn't say veins. Peel that off, just because they get in the way, and then you're left with this pulp that surrounds um, the seeds. So I said pulp that surrounds the seeds. This is where it differs from a from a peanut. A peanut has like these, um, you know, the little red, um, uh, what do you call it? Paper uh, paper skin, mm -hmm. right? The skin instead of a skin. This actually has, uh, it's almost like a paste mm -hmm. surrounding the seeds. You do not eat the seeds. The seeds are not toxic, and you can actually heat them up and eat them. Um, they have some, they're not toxic, but they have some, uh, we call anti-nutrients. We talked about this when we talked about peanuts. Mm -hmm. Anti-nutrients actually stop certain uh, compounds from being absorbed by your stomach. So the seeds aren't good for you. They're not really toxic. So you eat around the seeds. You actually eat that paste. So let's eat the paste and see what we think. I already did. Cindy, good grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, it's a lot of work to eat, to enjoy this paste, which is so thick, just to give our listeners an idea. I read that, that uh, I don't know where, but this paste um, has been used to create casts for broken bones. It's that thick. And it's figgy, like a fig newton. That is a great way to describe yes. it. Figgy? 
With a little bit more sour and sweet. Yes. And and if you hold it like Jeff's holding it like a piece of corn, <laughs> you can uh, eat around the seed without getting your fingers too sticky. But it's it's a mess for your fingers. And well, it's, a, it's a lot of work. A big que- It was a lot of work mm-hmm. for not much food. And the big question, do you like it? It was okay. You know, the, the fact that it could be that the tree grows almost 60 feet wide. <laughs> yeah. And it and it bears a gazillion fruits. If you're walking along and it grows in tropic areas, yeah. you could just pick a few of these and enjoy them when you're on your walk. I would definitely do that. Now, would I buy it and do it? No. Well, it's good to do once. Um, yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing is the reason that I decided to buy this instead of a paste or candies is that I read this story of uh, a guy from India and how as a kid he used to love to the, pick these off the trees and taste them. So I said, you know what? Let's try that out. And now, Tim, we're going over to you. You've had the chance to taste Look it. Look at Tim. Mm-hmm. You, Man, he's you going to right. He's going Look to town. At, you, 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 you put us to shame over here. Look at him. He, I know. We're like nibbling the things. <laughs> he, he like inhaled it. <laughs> that's. I think that's how you eat it, though. I think we— uh, You know, we're, we're going to leave a few with, with Tim today that's right. because, you know, he, he seems to really— <laughs> he's, he's embraced this. Okay. Uh, uh, that's fantastic. This is— by the way, for those of you who haven't listened to our show before, this is the first time we've had Tim here. So we're just kind of introducing him to what we do, which is, um, <laughs> well, you know, talk about these foods, but also eat them. I mean, to me, that's the best part. I love sure. trying these things out. <laughs> All right. All right. So it was good. Um, in terms of our description, is there anything you'd add or subtract? Uh, like she said, similar to like a, a fig, figgy type you mm-hmm. know, taste. Um, it'd be interesting. You, you might sound weird, but it's, it would be interesting to see how it would taste like maybe a pie or something like that. It would be interesting. Yeah, in, I in can see that. If you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to go through the time to remove the seed, <laughs> well, the, well, you can buy the paste. Okay, that's true. Now, okay. now, one of the interesting things about this food is so often we have foods that are um, either candy or um, you know f- with your noodles, you know, either sweet or savory. Mm-hmm. But this really goes both ways. Um, there's tamarind candy from Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, tamarind balls from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've ever had pad thai, are you a pad thai fan? Yeah. This is a key ingredient in pad thai. Some people say the key ingredient in, I can, I can, in pad thai. I can taste that now, even though okay. it's sweet. It, it Pad thai has a little savory taste to it, which has to do with the spices. But anyway, I guess I can see that. So it's it's really neat. Uh, the flavor, I, I actually don't want to say the flavor is really unique because I have tasted things like it before. But it is... Um, I don't know. It's a it's a refreshing flavor that goes either sweet or sour. I did want to mention one of the things about those tamarind candies from Mexico. Until recently, they were considered just a little bit dangerous because in processing, they would actually pick up lead. And if kids ate too many, oh, it was actually possible to get lead poisoning. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that was usual, and it was kids who definitely had way too much. Mm-hmm. But um, they they can or could at one time um, be be dangerous. Now, you know they can grow these in the United States. So it's a tropical plant, mostly in in, in Africa and, and other areas that are really hot all the time. But in, right. in, uh, you know, in Florida, you can grow them. Right. This is, um, you can grow them in Florida, down the south of Florida. These are um, Indian uh, in origin, mm-hmm. although they're certainly grown commercially in Mexico and you know the rest of Central America. Um I, th- I did think it was interesting. We were talking about the number of seeds per pod here. I did think it was interesting that uh, the Indian types are going to have six to 12 seeds per pod, and the West Indian types are going to have three to six seeds per pod. 
So that's kind of interesting. They also have a number of different cultivars, which range from more sweet to more sour. And in fact, they they pick these different cultivars mm -hmm. um, for the particular dish that they're making. Of course. Which should be no surprise to, to anyway. Um, ooh, I actually said they were native to India. Um, they're actually native to tropical Africa. They've been in India for a tremendous amount of time, and that's our big producer. But Notice I didn't correct you. You should have corrected me. <laughs> they're native to tropical Africa. Hey, we all make mistakes. Anyway, um, I, I also want to point out that I talked about the seeds and how you could cook them, and actually you can cook them and, and eat them. Uh, but there's also a gum in the seeds called tamarind gum, and... You know, the scientific names be tamarind seed polysaccharide, and that can actually be used as a thickening agent, kind of like starch. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. A gluten-free option. A gluten-free option. make gravies. Right. This, uh, by the way, this uh, episode was actually recommended by my sister, who said that this was uh, just about one of the best things that she's ever tasted, and she wanted me to talk about it because she actually loves tamarind does, candy. Does she eat the... No, the candy. Okay. I bet the yeah. candy's good. I bet it is too. I mean, this was good too. It just, you know, I'm it, yeah. it was too much work. It it was it was a lot of work. Except you knew how to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we talked about tamarind. I and I, I wanted to talk about something else today though. Um this is something I saw in the news uh last night. I saw the I saw a gentleman talking about oleander and mm -hmm. Both of us have been familiar with oleander for a long time. Um, it's a plant that mostly grows along the shore. It is a native um, of, the, of Africa and the Mediterranean, and I'm sure about that. I didn't say something too fast this time. It is a native <laughs> of Africa and the Mediterranean. Anyway, there was this sky last Blooms night. all summer. Yeah. Pretty tough in Florida, coastal areas. It's, uh, it's a very tough plant. Yes. But let me get to, let me get to my get point. Get to the so good part. Everybody's worried about covid there was a gentleman last night, apparently, I, I believe that he was the CEO of MyPillow.com, kind of, and he was recommending using, or if not recommending, at least strongly suggesting that oleander could be used, or medication from oleander could be used as a medicine for... Um, COVID? For COVID. Are you kidding? It's poisonous. That's that. Well, that was the whole thing. That was the whole thing. Like every discussion. part of that plant is poisonous. This this really, really bothered me. And that's I'm glad you said that because that's what really was bothering me and why I wanted to so talk about it. So you shouldn't even plant it if you have dogs. I, because if they chew on one leaf, they could like go through <laughs> cardiac arrest. You know, like you, what was he saying that you take a pill? Maybe they've a taken pill, a pill that they've. Figured well, why though? I don't. Well, I wanted that. to. I want to take it a little bit deeper. Okay. Because um, here's the thing: it it has in it a cardiac glycoside. Now, you might have heard the term cardiac glycoside before. Let me explain what it is. It's in a lot of different plants. Milkweed has a cardiac mm -hmm. glycoside. You may have heard of foxglove, which has uh, digitalin, mm -hmm. which is a cardiac glycoside. That is actually a very valuable um, medicine uh, for people with heart issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there is some precedent for cardiac glycosides to be valuable if somebody's ill uh, in, in particular ways. What a cardiac glycoside does is to actually increase the strength of heart contractions and decrease the heart rate. So instead of ba -bump, it works, ba -bump, ba -bump, it works better. Right. It goes bump. Yeah. Bump. 
bump. <laughs> Here's the thing. That can absolutely kill you, and it can kill you fast. Um, so this is a real issue. That was really scary when he started talking about this. Well, you bring up a good point, if you don't mind me saying. Please. It's just because some... A, 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 a pill that has been derived from some substance of mm. oleander and used medicinally doesn't mean you can go eat the oleander plant. Case in point, you can't do that with echinacea. Right. Not you know, not all parts of the echinacea are medicinal. You know, right. so you know, you, you can't just. It, it's not apples and apples. You yes. know, it, it's dogs and cats. <laughs> it's just different, it, right? It's very, it's very different. And so be careful. I don't want to discount that it's possible that oleander could be made to be some kind of medicine. But my goodness, it's not even close. Stay away from the oleander. This is dangerous stuff. Now, while I was working on finding out this interesting stuff about oleander, I found out something else that I found just fascinating. You may not be fascinated. I was fascinated. Are you you ready? Yes. Okay. By the way, oleander on the shore, I do think it's a, actually, uh, Cindy's going to, she probably thinks that I hate it. I actually like oleander. I like it. It's pretty. In the right place, it's perfect. And it puts up with Anything. Salt, if you li- hot heat, yeah. drought. If you live on the shore, it's a, it's worth um, taking a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out, if you ever have an oleander that dies, don't inhale the smoke if you happen to burn it. In fact, don't burn it. There's actually this fascinating paper about people who, um, they were short of any other woody substance. They burned their oleander and they sent a family of four to the hospital with these weird heart arrhythmias. Mm-hmm. You actually don't find a lot of people who die from oleander because it just doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who've died from it. There are people who've committed suicide with it. <laughs> really? And there are people who have gone to the hospital um, with it from many stra- strange things, not only from the smoke. There was a guy who ate a couple of snails they were feeding on oleander, and that sent him to the hospital. See, that's really poison. That's a plant that's really oh, it's, poisonous. It's <laughs> insanely toxic. All right, let me get to the interesting thing. Okay. Me, all right. Okay. All right, so here you go. You remember Mad Honey from yes. How oh. the Bees Could Go? This you will find all across the literature. Be careful. Honey from oleander oh is very toxic. Gosh. You know what? Not true. Oh. Do you know why? Because well, I was like, how do you keep that from happening? Right, because okay. it's all over the place. Right. Oleander, while it is pollinated by insects, it it uh, practices, practices, strong word for a plant, but it practices something called deceit pollination. It has no nectar. So it tricks the bees into coming in and pollinating with its fragrance, but the fragrance is not from a nectar, so the bees cannot collect the nectar. If it had a nectar, I'm sure the nectar would be toxic. I have to admit, that's really cool. Isn't that neat? <laughs> that is neat. <laughs> that's awesome. Plants anyway. Are, plants are fun. <laughs> they they really are. All right. That's that's what I've got for uh, for oleander. A plus. A, uh, yeah, fun, fun <laughs> plant. Fun. That was good. Do not, I, I want to repeat this because do not think of trying it for COVID or any other ailment. No. This is a seriously toxic plant. Every part is toxic from the flower to the seed to the leaves to the roots. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. Don't do it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. It has been great being back. Um Again, my name's Jeff Gilman, and I'm and I'm here with Cindy Proctor, and this has been The Plants We Eat, which is a collaboration between the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences at UNC Charlotte, the UNC Charlotte Botanical Gardens, and the Isle Group. 
We look forward to talking to you next week.